Greetings, welcome to Pop's Collection, where we normally dissect and reflect on a movie or TV show from my Pop's Collection. But I think today, being a special day that it's our 100th episode, we're going to do a freeform discussion around one of the topics we kick around, you know, sooner or later. So anyway, I'm Ron Tweedy. This is Pop's. Howdy, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for our 100th episode. Wow. Hard to believe that uh, you've tolerated me this long. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Uh, I do have to say, you are more of the Marvel guy, and I'm probably a little bit more uh, DC. I, I mean, I love Marvel a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to this particular thing, so let's introduce the topic. The topic is who has a better rogues gallery, Batman or Spider-Man? And... You know, to me, I think you can make the case, like, you know, like you said, normally, in general, I'd say, yeah, absolutely Marvel over DC, but Batman over Spider-Man is a totally different conversation because, you know. Well, yeah, and it is, of course, everybody has their own opinion. Right. Uh, one way or another, mm -hmm. but uh, let's see. By this time, I'm guessing Batman is like, 80-something years old, 85. <laughs> sure. And Spider-Man, I don't know, I think he's in his 70s, right? Six, 62 there? or 64, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably, yeah, and it's in his 60s. So yeah. he's a little bit younger. Right. Um, we also... But I would have to say that the majority of Golden Age Batman... You know the the villains introduced there. A lot of it was just like crime fighting stuff, or you know, basically rip off of old shadow stories. So, you know, how much are we really pulling from there? Versus, you know, really the more more colorful villains don't. They're not like getting well. We have to say the more colorful ones are super villains. Yeah, I guess I would think. Um, you know, such I mean. We have a large amount of villains that we could, uh, you know, look at. Right. Uh, especially in both ways because right. uh, you have actually, for all for both of them, yeah. you have a different class of villains. Uh, some villains, like for Spider-Man, you have uh, villains that control the elements, you have Villains that are deceivious, they use magic. You have sure uh, other ones that are animal-like. Uh -huh. uh, so, I mean, you have quite a few different things. But you have that with Batman, too. Yeah, but I think they're just a little bit different in some ways. Okay. Uh, for instance, if you compared the lizard for Spider-Man yeah. to Killer Croc... They're like not really close in. Um, yeah, but but man bat would be closer to lizard. Closer to. Um, yeah, maybe you're right. That's so, true. That's my point. Is that like you know we have now decades of villains, and so you're gonna obviously get some crossover no matter what. True, true that. So. But who would you say? Let's try to class it as. Well, who's your favorite Spider-Man villain? 
for instance. Okay. Uh, I'd have to go with Venom. That's probably the first one I think of more. And I don't like Venom as a hero, so that's different category. Venom as a villain, I like right. that. Because you have, I think the, the beauty of that storytelling, you've got, you know, Atomic Farland, you know, doing the art around that time. And we're talking about the Eddie Brock Venom? That's exactly right. Okay. Eddie Brock, yeah. All right, yeah. Good and deal. So, and, and so you have a person who is obsessed with Peter Parker, you know, as an enemy, as a rival, and then you have the uh, symbiote who is, you know, also been rejected by Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, and then they come together, and then you have a, a brand new villain that is that not, that not only hates Spider-Man but also knows him intimately because of the symbiote's relationship with him. And to me, I think that is uh, one of the most interesting villains when it comes to uh, uh, any of them because it, it really does strike at the core of you know Peter Parker and Spider-Man both of them are like the, that's a big threat to both of them not just one or the other correct yeah well so Venom is my probably my favorite that makes for an interesting story arc definitely yeah um I guess for Batman for me uh my favorite's always been the Joker right yeah you know, yeah, perennial. Uh, exactly, because yeah. he's, even though he's psychotic, he's just super intelligent, mm -hmm. and he always seems to be able to come up with a way to uh, confuse or misdirect yeah. the world's greatest detective. Yeah, well, and I guess it depends on what version of Joker that we're talking about, right? That's Be true. Because there's so many different versions, and... Even not even counting the comics, you have in other media, you have Joker. You know, the one that Mark Hamill portrays is vastly different than, say, Jared Leto's version of the Joker. Oh, yes. Which is vastly different than Walking Phoenix's version of the Joker. Yes. And um, <laughs> so, even though they're all vastly different, yeah. they are each good in their own way. Some more good than others. Absolutely. But they. Um, for instance, in the uh, my latest uh, Justice League, the Zack Taylor version, Snyder, some Jacks. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder uh, version. We had a apocalyptic yeah. scene at the back with Joker right. working with Batman. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. You know, and so that was an interesting. Uh, character arc also there but for the most part he has always been uh batman's biggest foe i'm gonna say yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah and, uh, you know obviously the equivalent would be like green goblin to, to peter parker yes yeah. definitely oh and green goblin's another one who knew uh peter's identity sure you know and uh the way that Batman's been written, mm -hmm. there's really not too many that know his identity. Yeah. So you get, uh, when somebody finds out his identity, mm -hmm. it's a big thing. Mm -hmm. And DC kind of, you know, molds things around it where yeah. things are going, looks like somebody might find out. Right, right, right. You know, and so, and they keep that going story yeah. arc sometimes for a couple of years yeah you know so. same, yeah same thing with peter parker i mean really the the big 
event that happens in Civil War, you know, in the mid-2000s is when he finally, his identity becomes public. But up until then, he was very careful about regarding his identity, so. Right. And they, for whatever reason, comic book writers have always thought it to be like the most important thing that you keep your secret identity. Well, it depends on the, the hero. I mean, obviously, the Fantastic Four were out in the public since the very beginning. Right. And, Mar- and, and you know, and, and sometimes it's kind of a hack way to do it. I mean, obviously, Thor had his Donald Blake character, that alter ego. You had Iron Man uh, being Tony Stark's bodyguard. So you're, you're right. That was kind of a ploy. But there were exceptions to the rule. You know, Fantastic Four being yes, one of them. Yes, yes. But um, we have to thank Stan Lee for that. Yeah. Uh, his... Uh, way of developing a comic book story was more about relating to the reader Mm -hmm. than to be telling a story uh, like a lot of the DC stories were not relatable in the beginning. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Other than when you got to characters like Green Arrow. And I think Batman also falls into that category because he really doesn't have any superpowers. I would agree. You know, whereas Superman was not a very relatable character. No. Although very popular. But, but it, it was wish fulfillment, right? I mean, yes. that's what it, what it boils down to. So, But I just don't know how many children uh, got hurt from trying to jump off the <laughs> shed roof yeah. with a towel. Right? Yeah. You know, I used to run around with a towel. Right. Tied around my neck, mm-hmm. pretending I could fly. But I yeah. have to say that I was smart enough never to jump off the roof right. of, you know, the shed or anything. Uh-huh. But I'm sure there were that did, you yeah. know, that wish they could be Superman. Yeah. But we are talking about villains. So. Right, yeah. And, uh, you know, definitely I would say that Superman doesn't really have a lot of compelling villains. No, actually. Comparatively speaking. I mean, I'm sure no, there's, there's plenty. He's but. got quite a few, but... Uh, most of his are intellectual villains. Yeah, or magical. Yes, or magical, which he doesn't do a good with magic. Right. But we... All right, so you're going to say that your number one villain is Venom? For Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right, well then, uh, and Joker is number one for me. How about number two for Spider-Man? Oh, okay. Um, I mean, you have a lot of choices. Sure, sure. And we'll just go to three, the top three, okay? Okay. Well, I want I want to say my top three Batman ones, too. Okay. Okay, well, you can do that. Who's your top Batman villain? Um, you know, right now, I, th- I think uh, Two-Face. I've been thinking a lot about that. I guess because, you know, obviously we just did the long Halloween series, but... I do think that he represents an interesting facet of um, justice and, you know, he goes from district attorney to to villain and, you know, how he perverts justice and and things like that. I think he provides a good uh, foil for both Batman and Bruce Wayne, you know, like like Dent was supposed to be the... um, other side to Batman. So so what happens is, you know, when you want to catch a bad guy and put them behind bars or whatever, you want to go through Dent first. But sometimes, because Dent is the 
the law, he can't necessarily do things that would... he wasn't supposed to do things right, right. outside. You, the you law. know, looking at the the Dark Knight in particular, I'm thinking like the Dark Knight version. Yes, right. So I think that that to me, I, I think that I like that. Let's say yeah, Two Face probably is my favorite. Well, I think that's pretty interesting. No, I'm sorry, I take it back. You already said no, take back. No, it's okay. No, you can. No, no, it's good. But um, you could say I I also I think. So I'd say I'd make Two-Face my second favorite, right? So two, okay. Two-Face 2. All right. Number one has to be Bane. <laughs> okay. Which version of Bane? The comics version of Bane. Created okay. by uh, Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan. Okay. It, it is by, it is way better than the... I mean, not way better, but it is a lot better than the Raza Ghoul version. I don't like that. I mean, that one's not as cool. But, you know, him being in a... Um, uh, you know, Cuban prison, being you know raised inside of a prison, you know, getting the um, you know the injections or whatever to make him super huge and yeah, rough yeah, and like yeah, yeah that sure. that to me is well yeah I would say that was a good version yeah yeah, yeah like that just that you see the brutality obviously it illustrates the brutality of you know uh, communist government and how it really abuses its citizens so you get that you get that angle and then you get this unstoppable force of strength that is so powerful it breaks the bats back i mean that is to me i think one of the more scarier villains you know someone who can really do that to you know batman yeah. so I, I i in my opinion i think bane is one of the it's probably my favorite now yeah all right so we're gonna go bane for your number one yeah i went joker my number one yeah you went uh Venom as your number one yeah. Spider-Man villain. Yeah. I'm going to say my number one, Doc Ock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was, as I was growing up, Yeah. that was always the story arcs with mm -hmm. uh, Doc, Dr. Octopus, yeah. um, was some of the greatest reads mm -hmm. that I can remember. Yeah. So uh, I just thought that he... The way he was drawn, yep, and uh, the way that he was able to move around in the comics, of course, he right. could do it a lot better. Not until we got to the first Tobey Maguire one did uh -huh. we get a version relatively similar, yeah, to the Doc Ock from the comics, right? And uh, but for me, yeah, that. Is definitely my number one. Yeah, no, that, that's well well deserved. I mean, he, he, you know, you had someone who could challenge uh, Peter Parker's intellect as well as strength. Yes. So that that that's kind of you know definitely up there. I agree. Right, and uh, I know this is going to sound off the wall, but since you did your one and two yeah, for yeah, Batman, yeah. I'm going to do my number two for Spider Man, Go ahead. and I'm going to say it's Craven. The hunter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. I just love his costume. His. Oh yeah, outfit, interesting. Yeah. You know, with the two lion right uh, skins for the vest, mm -hmm. with you know the manes yeah. as shoulders. He was always to me the coolest, mm -hmm. and because he really was not a superhero type guy. You know, he was a hunter. Right. Yeah. Not. Not. Superpowered, yeah. Right, he wasn't superpowered. I, I think he actually got the better of Peter. Uh, oh yes, yeah. So yes, like, 
you know, one of the few to actually best him. Yes. You know, so. On occasion, he had done that. Yeah. Uh, of course, in the end, Peter always came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I always loved that character. Yeah. That's good. All right. So I have my two, and you have your two Batman. Yeah. So. What about your second Batman? My second Batman, uh, again, I hate to say it, but I really liked the Poison Ivy character. Okay. Uh, because I felt like that that particular character was a, and we saw that in the Long Halloween, mm. how that she could uh, manipulate yeah. Batman. Yeah. And yeah, it's one of those villains where it's not, she actually does have some sort of powers. Uh, as opposed to just like a you know weird tech or whatever, she actually can control plants, right? And, and, and use them to hypnotize people with the you know the pheromones of the, of the plants of the different plants. Yeah. Yes, and she, uh, in some aspects, she had a poison kiss where she yep. could kill somebody, right? Right. So and it didn't affect her. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that. She's my number two. I want to give the okay. girl a shot on there. Too. Okay, sure. Okay, so you're number two for uh, Spider Man, I guess, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with. The Lizard. Very good. Yeah, I, I like the, you know, you have a character, a tragic character, Kurt Connors. You know, um, very smart man, loses an arm. He tries to experiment with gene therapy to regrow limbs like lizards do, and then he ends up going haywire. You know, classic Frankenstein type of story. Yes. And, you know, as a, as a, in the, the, Spider-Man does have this where, you know, the, the, the villain's alter ego is actually a friend of his. And so, like, you know, he has to, like, he, he can't just, you know, kill this villain or hurt this villain. He doesn't want to because it's his friend. Right. So, you know, you have that uh, extra angle in there. Which and like. did you like the uh, way that they did the character in the Amazing Spider-Man movie? Or I have to be honest with you, I completely forgot about it. I don't even know who plays him. Who, who plays Blizzard? Uh, that's a good question. See, I, I, I don't even remember. That's how forgettable uh, that particular movie was. Right, well. So, anyway. I don't know why they chose to come out with those particular movies. Well, they wanted to keep the movie rights. That's why Sony did it. But anyway. Yeah. Well, again, uh, as I told you before, and we had a discussion on the 77 mm -hmm. version of Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You can't even get the copies of that. Right. So, yep. Uh, okay. Lizard. Good choice for your, that's your number two. For Spider-Man. Yeah. For Spider-Man. Yeah. All right, so we've got one and two yep. for both Spider-Mans and yeah. Batman. Yeah. So we just need number threes for both. Yeah. So let's talk about our number threes for Spider-Man first. Okay. And if you want, I will go first. Yeah, if you I, like. I just want to say you go. Okay. All right, that's good. Well, I'm going to take you away that the only reason I love this is I this character to me was just great in uh, one of the movies that really wasn't that memorable but okay. 
Rhino is my okay. one of my favorites. Yeah. I uh, I love the way he was portrayed in the comic books. Uh-huh. Most definitely. Yeah. And uh, actually, the actor that portrayed him. Yeah, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti did a wonderful job yeah. in that movie. Mm. So, yes, he is going to be my number three. Okay. And I actually liked the costume version that they had in the uh, movie because it really felt like it would have been more believable. Mm. You know, because Rhino is one of those characters almost like Joggernaut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no. so very similar. Yep. But here he has this Rhino costume with the Rhino horn, mm-hmm. and he can do all these things. But it makes more sense to me that if the Rhino was yeah. made out of a heavier material, he would definitely do a better job. Of yeah, it. yeah, that's fair. So that's my number three for... Okay. Spider-Man. All right. You're number three for Spider-Man? Uh, I'm going to go a little bit more obscure and go with Arcade. Arcade. I think I remember that character. Yeah, so... He was in uh, the MODOK thing, wasn't yes, he? Yes, he was. So, okay. uh, you know, he, he's the type of character who creates these, you know, elaborate games of death and puts people in it. So he also made appearance in the uh, video game Spider-Man and X-Men, Arcade's Revenge, so... You know, okay, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, so you have somebody who just you know takes the the hero, throws them in a crazy situation, and tries to kill them that way. So, okay, so almost kind of like a jigsaw thing mm-hmm. from the horror movie. Sure, sure. So I wonder if they got the idea from Arcade. Maybe I don't know. Okay, so we've got our one, two, threes for Spider Man. Now mm-hmm. our third. Batman villain. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go... Did I do my third Spider-Man? You just did Rhino? Yeah, I did Rhino. Okay. All right, my third Batman villain, uh, top three, uh, I have to say, is going to be the Riddler. Okay. Yeah. And I particularly enjoyed the Frank Gorshin version in the 60s Batman TV series. Okay, yeah, yeah. He uh, portrayed more to the way the character looked in the comics. Mm. And he just had this voice that he had this just little psychotic bend when he was talking. Sure. You know, and you could just tell that he was just so looking... He wanted Batman to die. He yeah. wanted to come up with something that was going to take him down. So yeah. that's going to be my number three. Okay. Plus he had a cool green costume with yeah. question marks. Yeah, that was cool. All right. For okay. you? Um, I think... I think I'd say Mr. Freeze. And, but and not the Arnold. No, version. no, the, the the animated series version in particular. Oh well, that was a really good from the Batman animated yes. series. Yeah, the fact that you know his his beloved Nora that he would do anything to, to save her. Yes, and uh, you know ha- having a, a tragic villain that you know is is um, willing to go to extreme lengths to save the woman that he loves, um, and you know him turning the villainy because of that. 
uh, I think that's an interesting motivation for a bad guy. Right. Well, because the story goes that he requires the diamonds right. to uh, make the lower temperatures yeah. to be able to do that. And uh, we kind of had that conversation uh, with our Big Hero 6 episode. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, yeah. a, somebody who would do anything to get their beloved back. Right. Well, that's a good choice. Yeah. Now, I'm going to suggest to any of our listeners out there, uh, we just did our top three. Yeah. However, we would love <laughs> to hear your top three. Sure. Yep. Uh, and who do you think has the better villains, maybe? Yeah. Spider-Man or Batman? Yeah. I mean, there's room either way for that, yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Sure. So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, how can they get a hold of us, Ron? Well, I would say you can just put a comment in the comment box for YouTube or even Facebook, or you can uh, email us at popcollectionpodcast.gmail.com, or you can uh, drop us a line on Twitter or any of those social media pages that we're on. So Yes, uh, we would totally love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening, thank you yeah. for listening all this time. Yep. Um, and if this is your first episode, our 100th, I suggest you go back and listen to the others. Right, right. We're, we're, we're planning on upping the quality of the episodes, so uh, they should be a little bit more fun, interactive. And so, uh, yeah, stay tuned. More is coming. Uh, yes, thank you very much. All right. Goodbye. God bless. Goodbye. God bless. And tell your friends.